0: Welcome back to 4Geeks by Geeks, where geeks come to geek out. Uh, As always, my name is T, and we've got a full squad with us here today. So I get to start off by saying I am a dungeon master. I am a game master. And now I get to add to my geeky resume, the master of ceremonies, because we are finally playing City of Mist.
1: Let's go through
0: and introduce our players and their substantial quer- quer- substantial characters. Clerics. <laughs> We're all clerics. I'm playing no, I was prat. a cleric
2: last campaign. T I'm not this
0: morning. Shut up, Pally boy. We're all terrible. Oh man. Uh,
1: who's who do we want to start with? We should uh, establish Bowser. the order first.
3: Uh, so on via the screen it goes Bowser you Alex and then myself so if you want to just do that order let's do that order bozer
0: okay
4: so how much are we sharing because this is a brand new character and we've got a lot of Fun backstory, well some of us have a lot of fun backstory. Yeah, some but,
0: people didn't show up until 12 o'clock last night with a fucking character hey, made. Hey, hey, and then show up the this character morning, was made no backstory. Did you
2: notice that order that Lucas said we're going in, he put himself last? I don't want to, <laughs> So out, can, it, it seems a, a little it convenient. It wasn't <laughs> bad. It wasn't uh, when we have 500 really followers,
0: hey, viewers,
3: viewers, you can back me up like this. That's just how it is fact, That's just how fun fact
0: when we is. hit 500 followers one of the events is me fist fighting Lucas Because he's had Perfect. six months to make a character hold on, hold on, hold on. and wait until hey. day of recording hey, like yeah God, I finally s- got this you had six months to be prepared for this fight. I'm sorry. I had
2: six months to prepare prepared for God. He country, did it though, okay?
0: <laughs> Sir you only get to take out one month of that you still had five months of freedom and availability to make this damn character. Anyways, Bozer, <laughs> tell, tell us who same. you are. Bozer, you well, got we... a character,
2: right? So how, I much do are, character. how much are we sharing though? Like, do we uh,
0: wanna... So we're gonna cover name, we're gonna cover-
3: They <laughs> <laughs> ask Bozer
2: and then talk over him.
3: No, that's why I was answering a question. Somebody else. <laughs> That's exactly how this party goes. Okay.
2: Oh. Tell us
0: much, <laughs> however much you feel like providing, Bozer.
2: Set the example okay set
0: the tone okay <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: just short
4: and sweet because we, we won't have too much time with this one so I am playing a repair shop owner named Cornelius Averdelius the third but my friends call me Dale um, and he's charismatic he's very confident um, he's really great with his hand Single hand because he only has a lefty. His oh, righty right. is Gandhi. Um, and <laughs> is that
2: your mythos, Gandhi? <laughs> 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 yep.
4: oh, do we, we share yep. our myth? Do we share uh, our mythos? or do we let that.
0: Kind of come um, out you mid- can the game if game. you want, but if it's gonna be a part of your mystery and you kind of want it to be unraveled throughout yeah. the gameplay, let's keep it because we can also make it where it's a guessing game, and at the end of the season, they have to figure out who That's your funny. mythos was.
4: Um, but it's okay. I won't tell you the mythos. But as far as what uh, Dale brings to the table, um, basically he's an artificer and he can grab. Any random objects and found materials and craft them into amazing and incredible and impossible machinations um, to boon or benefit himself or the team or those around him.
0: You should recognize his character because he also played something very similar not too long ago in whatever fucking Ocean's 13 one shot we did.
4: (laughs) This Oh God, I didn't even mean to do the same, almost the same voice. But he—that guy was old, and not a fuck boy like Cornelius is. <laughs> cool. I will be honest.
1: Um, first thing I thought when I saw your reference photo for Cornelius Averdelius, yeah. I'm just like, oh man, this dude looks like one of the cool. This dude looks like the cool guy at the frat party. <laughs> no, he's
4: cool. He's cool. He's and getting he knows bitches
1: because he got one arm. One it's a arm, great starting point. and it's the-
4: it's the long, um, undercut that he's got as well, that I'm just like... You don't know how many times it changed his hair. Like, I went through every <laughs> single hairstyle, I was like, okay, no, this is it. Oh, it's like... I also it's could like,
2: figure it out. It's like yeah. the guy-
4: there was a guy at my Planet Fitness, he had one arm. He was training bitches every day!
1: <laughs> I- I mean, going through my character on Hero Force, trying to get the- the look right,
0: I also went through so many hairstyles, and I'm just like, man, an undercut would be cool. And I'm like... Majority of the party can't figure out hairstyle. Lucas, I just can't figure out anything. <laughs> I feel like the fact Lucas that I started my
2: head in lieu of getting a haircut should tell you everything that you need to know about my ability to make a decision. My own hair, let alone for a fictional character. <laughs> Lucas, I, I want to quote Lucas
1: here. He said, all right, first things first, mustache.
3: <laughs> yep, this is the first thing I was like. tracks.
2: Facial mustache. hair is easier than
3: hair. Hair. I, My... I just want to be bald. Look, uh, you guys can't see it because the camera sucks. My mustache is turning. Or well, your mustache so sucks.
0: So... Ooh, <laughs> damn. damn. <laughs> Not bad though. it's like oh, yeah. geeks because I don't know if we can top
1: that. <laughs> but uh but, but Bozer, so do blonde. you have? Do you have more that you want to share about
4: Cornelius Everglades? Um, I mean, I, uh, I, I kind of like, like, like to let things come out in the story, right, but right. he's, he doesn't remember most of his life. Maybe he remembers maybe the last uh, six, seven years, mm-hmm. um, but there was an incident that kind of caused all of his memory prior to that to be lost, and that is really what's driving him to figure it out. Nice.
0: I guess that's my right. turn then. Yeah, hit us, Jeff Sitz. Uh, T,
1: just as a reminder, how long has the mist been a part of the city?
0: Uh, the mist has been a part of Pandora for roughly eight years. Okay.
4: <clears throat> okay, so yeah, I can't
0: remember anything past the last
4: eight years. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I am
1: playing Andres Amets, or Andre for short. Um they are I am not going to share the mythos. I'm not even going to share any of the powers that he has. Um but he is a prominent sorry, not him. Um his alter ego is a prominent player in the Neon Pillars uh district of the city, really a collection of four blocks. Each one is a skyscraper that reaches up into the clouds that are always present over the neon pillars district of the city. So they extend up into the sky beyond anybody's sight. Um, Four neon skyscrapers, all interconnected by crosswalks and bridges and skyways, um, as well as going down underground at least a couple of floors, I imagine. But a prominent we'll find player, out. Right. Prominent player there um, because that is where information is traded as currency. And Andre knows a lot about a lot of different people. Uh, he is him being the broker, uh, his alter ego being the broker. He gathers information on all of the different gangs and organizations throughout the city as best he can using his raven drones, a collection of cameras that he uses to try and just keep tabs on specifically the neon pillars, but as best he can to gather information from around the city as well. Neat. And then uses that to sell or uses the information that he gathers um, as leverage to make sure that he is kept on top and kept safely away from all of the other organizations that would want to hunt him down, but also using it as a means of trade with other organizations or gangs when they want to gain this information. Um, I
0: love this character so much.
1: Very cyberpunky. Um, even the I love it. the reference picture that I I posted in our group chat, has like a neon lit mask and everything. Um, I wanted to try and do something very similar to like the Daft Punk masks honestly. Mm. Um, Respectable. But this is the, for Hero Forge, I just did the best that I could with it and like lit up most of their clothes with like all the detailing being, I actually used some of the fire paint that they have in Hero Forge. To light up uh, bits and pieces of my clothes with neon lights and everything uh, so it's very very cyberpunk as far as the person is but with them having a not split personality but like their who they are and then their alter ego their alter ego is known so the broker is a known figure Andre is known by nobody at this point hmm. Um, and was touched by the mist relatively early on, and is trying to figure out what happened to the dojo that he trained at before the mist touched the city. Because previously, he just thought the dojo had burned to the ground. It burned to the ground, like, within the first year or two of the mist touching the city. And he thought, oh, well, that's a shame. And went on with his life. And then he got touched by the the mist. Got introduced to the mythos. And then when he went back to the dojo one time, realized that there was a lot more to the story. He saw some things that he wasn't able to see before he was touched by the mist, hmm. and now he's trying to piece together the mystery.
4: The mystery. <laughs> the mystery. All right, Jeff says here's two names that I want to put in your cap since you know all things about gangs. Okay. Um. Here, let me get my my specific
1: notebook that I bought just for this campaign. Nice. That has the broker notes
4: right there at the beginning. So two names. So when I I was found eight years ago, um, kind of in a in the rubble of an explosion, mm-hmm. um, at the foundation. But I was picked up by Papa Bo, who is the leader of the Foundlings, which is kind of like a ragtag street urchin gang of. Bow being
1: spelt like B-E-A-U. B-E-A-U. yeah, okay, the French bow. Yep, Papa Bow, leader of the
4: Foundlings. Yeah, they're they're more like they're we're not like stallions. The, Callback. Yeah. There you go. They just kind of go around. They they really only steal what they need in mm-hmm. order to survive. They're not like a big hit header in the gang, but they were they're in the old district. Okay, at the foundry, hence why they're called the found links foundry and in the old district all right yeah and that's kind of where um del kind of grew up the last eight years or actually eh, more like five years but then Mm -hmm. shit went down he went out on his own
0: dun dun and now for our first special guest appearance because <gasps> uh, he doesn't love us enough to play with us all the time anymore uh, true. I just realized
2: my toilet is visible from the corner actually so you can- <laughs> This is why I was like I gotta close that door I mean I should have done that but that's your introduction to me I guess uh, Yeah I've played with you guys a few times though I'm sure the audience may recognize some of this Your toilet my toilet, yeah, the, the exactly. angle that this monitor is at, the blinding light coming from outside. Um, the single head on this only
0: song. in the corner of it? <laughs>
2: yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I like sitting this way, I'm comfortable. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, Alex, I'm going to be playing Colin Blackfoot, he's an ex-con, uh, just out of prison, uh, and he does some freelance work for the local PD, um. I'll be I'll be outright with my mythos. Uh, my mythos is uh, Arthur and Excalibur and all that sort of like Knights of the Round vibe. Little uh, Arthurian legend is uh, the mythos that he's chosen. He's just trying to adjust to life out of prison because he spent the last 15 years in it. So coming out and seeing that the mist is out is uh, is quite right. the
4: experience. For that happened combat. while you were in there.
2: Yeah, Dang yeah, so wrong. prison got weird, like, really fast. Um, <laughs> really fast. <laughs> the first you know, seven years, fine. The last
0: eight? Man. <laughs> the first seven were chill,
2: and then, like, the last eight were, like, you think that you know a guy, and then he spouts a tale, and then you have to kind of
4: go from there. Okay, but... Sorry, not to interrupt, but... um. I think it's important to establish Those touched by the mist see the other People that are touched by the mist and see that what their true form is but those not touched by the
0: mist sleepers
4: Sleepers like they wouldn't just notice someone spouting a tail. Is that correct? Correct.
0: They the mist will cover those who are not touched by the mist. Uh, it'll abstractly obscure things where while for example they may have sprouted a tail those who are touched by the mist would see the tail but a sleeper would just recognize this individual as something like hanging out of their back pocket they have a shirt hanging out that's obnoxiously long for whatever weird reason that they're doing it but it's their style choice Yeah.
4: okay sorry Colin go ahead
2: no it's alright I, I don't have much more to share I, mean, I don't have much to hide um, yeah
4: What'd you but go to prison for? Murder. Ooh. For murder. Yeah, nice. Was it justified?
0: As I
3: That's pulled... kind of... Let me, let me pull me. Was it case justified? There's the is, mystery. is
2: murder ever
3: justified?
2: Yes, How about...
0: yes. Absolutely, but anyways. <laughs> I disagree, but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull your case okay. notes up. Because, okay. uh... I am playing detective Spencer Cooper. Um... I've been working for the Force for probably 10 years now. Um, probably started as a young rookie, probably out of high school, probably because I, like they have uh, ruthlessly <coughs> said, I have not done a single thing for this until like 6
0: o'clock. 12 hours ago. Six am <laughs> sure
2: started at 12 p.m. last night, or 11 p.m.
3: Um, little did you know that I've been up all night just, you know, refining this. No. Um,
0: refining yeah. my I asshole I but no um
3: bet. so so yeah Spencer's been on the force for a number of years now and he's got some leeway and some freedoms and he is made detective and I uh, may or may not know a few of the members of the party already through some connections and some some work so we'll see how
4: well this plays out I bet Dell has worked with you maybe once or twice. Oh,
3: and I'm sure I've uh, had to bargain with uh, some other the people. broker, or I'm the sure broker. What, maybe paid a, a home visit to a certain someone else. But yeah, that that'll be uh, that'll be Spencer. He's he's coming together. Okay, guys, he's coming together. There'll,
4: there'll be something okay. by the end of the weekend, maybe. I mean, all of these characters are coming together. <laughs> like I I struggle with how much to decide at the forefront, and then how much to just allow to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all the characters. I think I have it figured Mm -hmm. out, and then, as you're living in them for a minute, they kind of flesh themselves out. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Unlike, uh, you know, last campaign, where I started out with one character and was like, yeah, four
4: sessions in, I'm
3: playing this guy. Um, So true. But yeah, it's... is definitely hitting it like right on the spot right there where it's like, hey, you might have an idea of how you wanna play this and then based off how the party get like works together or how you go through the story and it's like, Oh, wait, this would be a lot Can you
0: better. imagine trying to prep for that? Yeah, especially you know <laughs> prepping No, that's not something. even that's not even me bullying you like, for taking so long to make a <laughs> character like Coming up, like, I understand conceptually what I want this campaign to be, mm-hmm. but you can't prep for something that is abstract as City of Mist because, kind to give into how this gameplay works, um, if you did not tune in, I can't even say last week, I don't know what date this is airing, uh, if you did not tune in on our TTRPG Thursday where we discussed City of Mist, um, City of Mist is a Powered by the Apocalypse system, so there are no D20s, there are no D12, no D10, no D8, no D4, only two D6. Um, And this system operates very, very differently because um, in layman terms, we are going to be sitting at a writer's table constructing a noir-style graphic novel as a whole. Um, So it's going to be much different. There's going to be in the the head table lack of a better word um as the the master of ceremonies i don't do a lot in game i react to what these guys set up and establish i build the cases that they're going to solve but the route that they go the places they go the people they meet that is going to be solely established on what they bring as a writer to the table and I just get to rift and react based off what they are doing it sounds obscene and because it is uh, but that's okay because City of Mist allows for the nonsensical to make sense
4: which City is why of, you're the go ahead MC the master of ceremonies rather than a dungeon master you're not really yep. calling the shots you just a exactly. host and then as we bring things to the stage you just make it flow
0: exactly yeah city of mist is a legendary powers with ordinary people uh as they've all kind of mentioned they've got two sides of the coin they play on Uh, they have a mythos which is going to be some level of mythical creature Um, i.e. Thor, all the way to the spectrum of Scrappy-Doo from Scooby-Doo. Uh, there are no limits to mythos because anything (laughs) in pop culture can be somebody that is making you an extraordinary individual. How does Scrappy-Doo make you extraordinary? I don't fucking know, but you can do it.
2: I do often think of Scrappy-Doo as Thor's antithesis when I'm looking at the scale of, like, hero to villain. Exactly. (laughs) Scrappy is an
3: asshole.
0: He is. He's a
2: villain. He really That's why I is. said you're <laughs> a villain. We all
3: know.
2: He's a menace to society.
0: And then you've got your logos, which is your day-to-day life. So a big thing that you're going to see as an overarching theme in this story is decision-making. Um, all of these individuals, again, have their mythos and have their logos, and they are forced to walk a line of balance between the two. Um, If you overemphasize too much of your life and personality into your logos, you will lose the mist. You can become a sleeper once again and lose out on everything Pandora has to offer. But on the contrary, if you lose yourself and call into the mythos too deep, you become an avatar and you as an individual no longer exists because the avatar, the myth, now exists in the world and their only goal is to complete their story. Uh, Easy examples here for the one individual who revealed their mythos. Uh, We've got Alex playing Colin who has the mythos of King Arthur, king arthur's one goal is to unite camelot so throughout his arc with us we are going to see alex balancing the line of colin being an ex-con all while still trying to unite pandora as a whole to be a powerful and united kingdom based under the mythos of that's what king arthur's going to do Colin is going to come across circumstances where he is going to make decisions of is he going to follow what King Arthur would do or is he going to follow what Colin would do and that's going to cause issues and rifts inside of himself that are going to dictate how the story plays out. Um... And yeah, that's City of Mist. It's not going to make a lot of sense. There's a lot going on. And at times you're going to be like, what the fuck is happening? And that's a good question. We don't know. And Bowser's not going to find out because he hates us. And he's leaving this session zero to go do something else while the rest of us talk about the setting and things that are going to be going on in War.
4: <sighs> Which I don't want to leave because I probably have a lot of questions, but we're going to yeah, figure I mean, it out. Yeah, I mean, if
0: somebody showed up on time. All,
3: all of us have loads of questions. I
0: have been here for the last hour, <laughs> Sir. <laughs> and
4: we've yeah. only been recording look, look, for minutes. 15 minutes. The, the,
3: the hardest thing about playing any TTRPG regularly is just getting a schedule. Yeah, and getting, correct. And getting
4: people to show up oh, to set schedule yeah. time. But I will see you at episode one. Releasing
0: when? Don't know. We'll figure that out. But it's going to be sometime after this session zero. You just keep kicking out. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, session zero, we are going to do this a little bit weird. Um, we've kind of did an overarching of what City of Mist is but how and how the gameplay works, but we haven't really dived into much yet, and that's because City of Mist has some complex fucking rules, and they're complex because they're so fucking simple, they don't make sense at times. Mm-hmm i.e. a conversation Jeff Sitz and I were having that I was currently trying to read through to make it make sense is that these rules flow in and out of each other. So what's something we were just discussing is how one of the rules is called go toe-to-toe, which is a character versus a danger, whether it be a ticking time bomb, whether it be a gangster, whether it be they're on, they're fist fighting a cop because, you know, sometimes circumstances call for that um in this game you roll 2d6 to determine the outcome of the action you set out to achieve uh on your d6s if you roll between a two and a six that is a failure i do not roll dice at all in this game and it makes me very very sad no click clack math rocks for me i however get to set up soft and hard moves based on how things play out for our characters If they roll between a seven and a nine, that is a mixed success, that is a partial success. They pull off what they wanna do, but I get to start moving some chess pieces to complicate their lives. If they outright fail through that two to six, I get to make a hard move and really get to annoy the fuck out of them. However, if they roll between a 10 and a 12, their plan is going perfectly. They are eliminating all possible dangers. There's possibilities if the dice gods want you to. You guys all roll 12s, and I sit here and do fucking nothing as the four of you weave together a story. Um, example that we were working through here is Jeff Sitch was providing an example of what happens if I go toe to toe with a danger, and our example was against a gangster. When you roll your die, again, depending what you roll is how things play out. Our example was if you roll a seven to a nine, which is a mixed success, you get to choose one of three options that play out when you use the tag or the rule set of going toe to -to toe. Uh, So of your three options, you choose between you manage to achieve your goal, take something they hold. Example, if Jeff Sitz is going against a biker, holding a bat, he's going toe to toe. If he would invoke that rule, he gets to overpower him and take that bat away. On the contrary, that does not invoke a status against him. To do that, he would have to get them good, giving your opponent a status with a tier power. That breaks into when you're making your dice rolls, their either life abilities or their mythos or their supernatural abilities give them assets to help improve their dice rolls, uh, giving them abilities to do things outside of the ordinary. Giving statuses is how you defeat defeat your dangers because there's no hit points in this game, which is gonna be a very different thing to come to terms with. Uh, and then your third option when you go toe-to-toe is you can block, dodge, or counter their best attempts. If, but, so this goes how it blends into other rules. If you do not go, if you do not choose to block, dodge, or counter, that rolls into facing the danger. So then the enemy that they're making would make a soft move of a face the danger where they're going to try to strike back, where then Jeffstitch will make now his second role of taking, that damage or not if he rolls a two to six he takes on that full damage he takes that status as is Uh, if he rolls a seven to nine he takes the status given minus one if he succeeds perfectly 10 plus nothing happens to him quick example of how tiers and statuses work you guys aren't going to be able to see this very well but examples (laughs) being injury ouch is a tier one status Stinging pain is a tier two. Uh, broken arm is a three. So, in this example, if Jeff Sits decided to hit the guy but not take his bat away, if he were to face the danger by swinging the bat against Jeff Sitz and he fails his face the danger, he is going to take a tier three status of a broken arm. That is something ongoing that he has to deal with however if he partially succeeds takes that seven to nine that broken arm actually downplays to a stinging pain which is only a tier two status so instead of the broken arm he's gonna have a bruised bicep from taking on that hit but his arm is still going to be working when you take on these higher statuses things are more difficult to do if you have a broken arm you can no longer use that arm to participate in actions because if you've had a broken bone you can't move that bitch very well not really
2: so that essentially counts as a tag, an ongoing or per, could be permanent, right? If Correct. A, okay.
0: Correct. And so how that breaks out, I don't know why I folded that, that was my little back face. Um, so how that works is your statuses are concluded by montaging. Montages are set up as your downtime to heal in game. If you have a broken bone, your montage is gonna be established by you going to a healer, you going to a hospital, you doing something to alleviate the said status. But however, statuses are only contingent to the circumstances they lie in circumstantially. If you are facing a danger that invokes like a poison against you, that is going to be an ongoing thing until you conclude that. However, if you get like a cut on the arm or something, something minor, something minute that really doesn't affect you. When that scenario you're in is over, it doesn't affect you anymore because that circumstance is over. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
3: Yes.
0: Dope. All right. So what questions do you guys have around City of Mist? How do we play?
2: Um, my audio has been off this whole time can you go back from the top (laughs) Uh. word for
0: word so your lips match right exactly Uh,
1: no I mean I've got so many questions on this game but it's one of those things where like I don't know which questions to ask until we start playing I'm at that point where I understand the game well enough where I could play through a session Mhm. But I wouldn't know what I'm missing until we try and start playing through the game. Mm. Valid. I, I Valid. think I've got a It's basically like I think I have a pretty good grip got a, on mm-hmm. the rules. I got a warm and
3: fuzzy. All right, and we we can we can try it, but yeah, like I think I've got a pretty come. good grip changes on the rules. Changes to come for sure.
1: But I also
0: doubt my own capabilities of holding on to any information. So basically, if I just said a lot of technical things and that might go over your head, so I do not say this in a condescending tense. I, myself, is a kinesthetic learner. So as i read through City of Mist, I don't grasp any of this shit. I'm not gonna understand the game until, like Jesse said, we get through and play. City of Mist, if you remember being on the schoolyard where you're mentally going toe-to-toe with somebody, if you're battling mental prowess with somebody. I cast a force field. Well, I have fists that punch through force fields. Uh, sucks for you. I have a secondary force field. That's all City of Mist is. You are one-upping each other in this narrative storytelling game that we are playing together in such a yard, nonsensical way.
2: Is the schoolyard where you want to base your mental aptitude, tea? I think, like, people may think of us as maybe a
3: little bit more...
2: Yeah, uh, you then, should not think I, of me I, as
0: smarter than that because I am not.
3: No, I like it though because that's that's the level of creativity of. Yeah. For said game.
2: Hopefully, a little more creative than I have a second force field, correct. Yes. No. I see what
0: you're Correct, doing. but it gives you it the idea you, of what to third. expect. <laughs> because the big thing that people are gonna have to understand going from Kingdom Come, uh, to coming to Pandora's Box, which is going to be our next campaign, is. D&D, for lack of a better term, is a war game. Roleplay is something that's added to the game that certain people would enjoy, but a lot of people play D&D for the combat aspect of the game. City of Mist has combat as we explained, but again, we are sitting down and we are crafting a graphic novel, we are crafting a drama, we are crafting some type of medium where we are collaboratively telling a story together in a way that combat is likely going to be a secondary aspect of the game. Like our first case, for example, that we start, um, which is tentatively titled at the moment, murderous lion or something fucking obscene. I don't know, I haven't actually fully named it yet. Um, The case that they are coming across is they are going to be solving a murder. When solving a murder, can you come into a combat circumstance? Absolutely. But in this case, it's not going to be a likely scenario as compared to another case being you're trying to infiltrate a gang. A lot of times when you infiltrate a gang, you have to be jumped in, you have to prove yourself, getting into a more a physical aspect of showing yourself. That's not always going to be the thing in City of Mist. City of Mist is going to be a collaborative storytelling experience where, again, I'm not doing as much. Our players here are going to be setting up what they're doing. They're setting up the affect. I'm providing the effect and the outcomes. And it's weird as fuck. How do you write a campaign based around what your other players are going to do because they dictate the story? It's such a weird writing concept and I don't know how to explain success in doing it to be completely honest. (laughs)
2: <clears throat> the judge on the um, schoolyard who says actually you can't have more than two force fields. It says so exactly. here. <laughs> Look,
3: all it is is the bigger kid or and or in this case the louder kid. Exactly. Again, I this game is out... just talking over each other, clearly. And then <laughs> and then arguing.
1: I do have I did come up with a couple of questions. Sure, like mainly me. just looking over the character sheet and like or not sheets, but the character cards, because there's not a single a singular sheet here.
2: <laughs> bold bold choice by the creators of City of Mist. I think I like it, but I, I I'm hesitant as well to I, be.
1: I need to go out and get physical cards because that's the only way this is going to make sense to me now. Um, because then I can just use them as Bookmarkers. Bookmarks yeah. in yep. my notebook about this campaign now um but the character card the main character card does have on the back side build up along the top could you explain what that means like what
0: the, the build up is also i'm really glad
3: that uh you you guys are hearing it first i'm really glad i didn't go too deep into my character because i may
0: have just read something in one of the other books that is awesome all right so we are looking into moments of evolution 267 okay uh so we are going to be doing a bit of reading in this um i've only played city of misty reading i know the fucking worst put my glasses Um, back on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, moments of evolution. Your character evolves in different ways throughout the series. Uh, Their themes grow and expand as they are given more and more attention, which is a very key word there, uh, while at the same time always being at risk of being replaced in a flash due to a dramatic turn of events, making your hard decisions between choosing your Mythos and your Logos. Uh, Throughout this journey of ups and downs, something changes about your character. She gains wisdom, insight, and experience. She becomes more worldly and savvy in the way things are. She is growing, and I don't know why they're specifically saying she here, but um, they are growing. And the benefits of their development say uh, with the regards of the roller coaster life. Uh, When you build up track is full, all five circles are marked. A moment of evolution takes place. That doesn't answer our question of what the fuck build up
1: is when do you get when would you fill in one of the build up circles it's
2: probably at mc discretion um so you may take a build up underneath themes discard in your themes you do not get build up a nemesis or new nation theme instead of blah, blah 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 okay uh, you may trade improvements for power tag and vice versa. Create a new mystery identity. The new theme has no attention and no fear crack. However, for every three attention, you had an all discarded themes in total. You may take a build-up point. Any remainder ah. is discarded with no effect. You may choose to transfer a power tag or improvement allocation from a new theme to any of your themes, old or new.
0: Where what is that? What page are you on? Yeah.
2: I'm on page 268 if you type it into the PDF.
0: Aha! So just scroll down a little bit. Uh, so that was—I don't know if we mentioned that on air. Uh, that might have been when we were bantering before. Yeah. That is using your weaknesses to draw attention, which allows your, as Alex just said, your build up. So every okay. three attention, you mark your build up. Five build up give you your improvement. Okay. Okay.
1: That's what I—that's what I thought it might be. But I had like, this is why we asked the questions because we get those those more concrete details on how the mechanics of this game work. So so like I could have two attention in my turf and one attention in my personality that wouldn't matter. I would need to fill up all three attention Correct. in one of my theme cards. Yep. And uh, I think Alex I know you went you mentioned this but I was still trying to like wrap my head around it when you fill up all three attention, what happens to your theme
0: card? Do you have to replace it? Do you gain a new one? Do you? Uh, so when you mark your attention, that is how you add an improvement. Okay. So when you are building over your character sheets there, um, when you get your three attention, that is how you add a power tag to improve and make that said tag or that theme stronger. Gotcha. Okay cool and then uh, which are or which are specific it's not general power-ups each individual um theme itself mm-hmm. has your power-up allowances I was Just trying to see if those. I can pull an example here
1: yeah we were looking through those a little earlier so that'll
0: make that all makes sense to me and that's yep so for training for example mm-hmm. uh when you improve that theme your options are Expert advice, broad training, sense of purpose, it's showtime and getting good at this. Uh, so your example for getting good at this, choose a core move that best represents the actions you most often use training for. Whenever you use it with the tags for this theme, it's considered dynamite, which is considered a crypt Dope. success. Yep. Dope. Um, On the contrary to that <laughs> crack, If you do anything, crack is the opposite. Crack is immediate. If you hit three crack, that theme is done for. You hit three crack, you're going to have a hell of a night. (laughs) Uh, How
3: do you think I got this character done today?
0: (laughs) Um, Crack, for example, is if you have a job, i.e. I think this is going to be the biggest one for Colin's character, who works at the late but great forever missed a blockbuster. Um, If he were to lose, miss three shifts, that's gonna mark three crack because he's blatantly neglecting that Logos. Um, So if he loses that job, all of the improvements that come from that theme are no longer valid and he has to replace that theme card with something else. And that can also go against your Mythos. If you ignore, if you blatantly choose something that your Mythos would not do, that's gonna cause a crack because you are causing tension in a rift to form between your rift, your your mythos. Cool.
3: Oh, All right. Oh man, I just got so excited because. Oh.
0: Only took him six fucking months.
3: No, I I <laughs> found some, so so I've been looking through the other books just just to like broaden my idea of things, and uh, I have pretty much already unknowingly built towards uh, said thing. And nice now i'm i'm oh yeah yeah it's there are plans i I would talk to you (laughs) (laughs) sounds (laughs) good
0: you guys don't get to hear Uh it though Sorry. and as much as we all love Alex uh, Alex is only going to be doing one arc with us how long is an arc I don't know yet We're, uh, it's basically going to be a case by case basis um, Alex has an open invitation back to our table at any time however when Alex is not here we are going to be uh, bringing in different content creators uh, to give them more chance to shine here at 4 geeks by geeks, um, as an ability to be like hey they also do said thing but they also play TTRPGs with us uh, which I'm super excited for but again Alex you can play as often as you want because I like hanging out with you um, and this is the only way that we can hang out because we live so far away from each other that's true we are all to abandon all responsibilities isolated. and only play TTRPGs please please I
2: like my dog I don't really know if I can abandon well, I also, oh and my fiance but like the dog is
0: the dog's the big one
2: <laughs> yeah she's never gonna hear this so I can like say this stuff
0: um, she, you mean she doesn't go out of her way to watch everything that four geeks by geeks offers on twitch monday wednesday and thursdays
2: i had to bend over backwards to get her to play dungeons and dragons with my family <laughs> which is something she wanted to do but she was scared to like learn to do and now she's yeah, like oh yeah when are we gonna play a game with your family like, oh, it, here's like the, eventually. it
3: can't like like this whole thing it can be intimidating when you first play. Because think about it, you were there when I f- played Dungeons and Dragons for the very first time, and now I own everything. I feel Literally. like the difference
2: the difference between you is like you didn't ask the question, "How do you win?" Which is like what so many so many people ask, like when you go into a TTRPG. Oh, because I knew like, how to win. How do you win this Be game? Stronger okay. than All of
0: you.
3: <laughs> that's how. I,
2: that's how. I win. That work? Survive.
0: That's how you win.
2: Yeah survival is definitely a like a win aspect but i don't think that it's necessarily because like a character death can be a win in its own right it can be it It can be how many times
3: how many times have we had characters do like the sacrifice play yep especially especially during like mini arcs where you're like hey look i made this new character for this like three or four sessions and he's gonna die yep ultimate sacrifice
0: Yeah. Uh, And one thing I do need to reference, um, I don't know where I am on screen in relation to our slideshow, uh, but you will see a little logo there repeatedly outside of that is not City of Mist and or anything by Geeks related. Uh, And that is Cantina13's logo because they did something super fucking badass for us. I hate naming things. I hate coming up with NPCs. of my existence as a writer. So they took that issue out of the way for me uh, by creating a Mythos and Logos generator. I quite literally go to Cantina13.com, go to their generators tab where they also have a couple other dope generators, uh, one being Vicious Mockery Insult Generator. You want one, you got one. Well, look at you, you sour smelling pillock. Uh, You look like very few points of a positive int modifier. But don't always feel bad, they also have some bardic inspiration. Sing forth, my champion, the enemy will fall before you, for none shall surpass your Amazing. coming display. Yeah, see? Amazing.
3: I'm just really bad at my job, I don't have that in there yet.
0: Uh, that's weird, okay. Lucas, that's uh, okay. The,
2: I hit generate and I got the exact Mythos and Logos that you said you spent <laughs> a lot of time
4: working on? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what?
0: Example of our myth, uh, myth lo- myths and logos myths and logos uh, mythos and logos that they generate. Uh, this is how it plays out. Uh, the legend awakening within you is Android sixteen from Dragon Ball Z. Ooh. You are Sebastian De La Rosa, the administrative assistant. You consider yourself a rather nurturing person who appreciates humor. Your interests include speedrunning games and seductive dancing. Your skills with a rifle make you feel and it make feel safe in an unpredictable. Just
2: world. like Android 16, that's incredible. Just exactly, like Android 16. <laughs>
0: so now when you guys meet random people, I don't have to sit here and come up with somebody off the dome. I can just go to cantina 13com backslash mythos and plug this in. Is this a paid sponsorship? No, but it is a sponsorship that will be valid through all of City of Mist because we love Cantina 13. Go show them some love if you have not. They give free TTRPG sources, so it doesn't make sense to not utilize them. I just
2: want to Again, say Again, is that
0: a paid app? No, kind of, I'm not getting paid for it, but it is-
2: I also don't want to sound like I'm shilling for somebody that I don't know. Over is involved in this, but one of the things that when I was just rolling through it says your interest includes using a metal detector and William Shatner. Amazing. (laughs) And your solar-powered nightlight makes you feel safe. (laughs) I love...
0: Fuck, I so this website. I have access to their Google Docs that they use to generate these They went through and plugged in like 400 plus names They have like 200 plus like interest. I think 90 different mythos um, And they're constantly adding into this thing and so like the possibilities of what you're gonna come across with I think it's five different slots generating these mythos and logos is approaching fucking hundreds of thousands of possibilities Right so what you're saying
3: Love is it. I, I, I click it a couple times till I right. finish to it.
2: finalize your character exactly
1: do y'all mind if we take a quick break refill drinks use the restroom and then come back and go through the exposition session yeah let's do it yeah, cool. do we
2: need yeah. to stop audio
1: nope we can keep rolling audio I'll just edit stuff together in post but uh for the rest of you watching uh We'll be right back.
0: Yep. Break! But yeah, we're back. Sorry about that. I mean, I guess for y'all it was like five seconds. We get to show off our technical difficulties montage screen. Yeah. Really, is... Bowser
1: really did such a good job with that little screen and
0: audio. Oh, we're just going to main, even if it's not technical difficulties, that's our break screen. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Okay,
3: as as I was say, but is it really a technical difficulty if we just it's yeah. not,
0: but it's too embedded in our company as is. It can't go nowhere at this yeah, point. It's it's so on brand.
1: So, uh, exposition myself, session. Yeah, got myself some more coffee.
0: It's nice and warm, so I'm ready for this exposition session. Alright, so and just kind of read through this and kind of answer some questions. Um, this first one is gonna be a little difficult to answer. Um, because this is probably going to be the only time I railroad this campaign and it's basically just how I'm getting everybody together. Um, we'll do the individual scenes, um, for during the actual pilot episode, uh, but basically our opening scene is you guys going to be having a one-on-one, uh, with a singular individual that is going to be bringing you into the fold establishing your crew. Don't want to spoil anything, so we'll get to that. Um, And plus, we're going to kind of need Bowser to help dictate what your crew is going to be. Uh, But examples are casual detectives, company men, conspiracy busters, dabblers in the mist, survivors of an event, uh, a gang investigative masked vigilantes, modern gods in order professionals, rifts for hire. I feel like just like
1: hearing the backstories and everything uh, granted this will change with whatever you have planned for the first session but like we kind of have an idea of how we're going to fit together already yes. just as like dabblers in the mist or professionals slash riffs for
0: hire like Yep. B- both of those already yeah you guys are more or less getting hired for a long term job it's kind of right. going to be a broad stroke of what to expect and we're all professionals in our
1: own right, mm-hmm. and so it's just going to be like some of us are just
2: murderers.
3: Murder <laughs> more, more, yeah.
2: Would not call all of us professionals, but I am definitely a risk for hire.
3: Right, and so, so it's just my- like
1: I feel like either that or just doubt. Like, and as time moves on after this first case, we may move more into like the dabblers in the mist, or mm-hmm. we may create our own like. Detective agency, or whatever, and so yeah,
0: it's just
3: a modern god, it's fine,
0: right? <laughs> uh, and you guys literally are, and that's something that really needs to be driven home for this point. Um, in DD, uh, just calling back to Kingdom Come because that was our show. Um, your heroes, we start, we did an epic level campaign, we started level one. You guys traverse to level 18. City of Mist is not like that, you guys are more or less level 20 characters. In a comparative sense because you guys have the ability to bend and change reality whenever the fuck you want and again conceptually as a min-maxer you could finish sessions immediately because the game is structured in a way where you can kind of dictate like oh i found the missing information just because you can but the concept is you guys are all consensually at a table trying to tell a good story together mm-hmm. um But with that being said, kind of getting back to the exposition part of it, uh, what is your City of Mist like? Their examples are True Noir, 1930s, Neon Noir, the 80s, Modern Day. Um, And honestly, it's all three. Uh, The Mist takes on and manipulates things in such a weird sense um, that you are going to come across all of those different settings inside Pandora. Well, yes, but what is the city like outside of the mist? Uh, oh, that's valid. It is modern day because okay. modern fantasy is my bread and butter and I will die on that hill until the day I die.
1: But the mist has also affected the progress of technology as well, right? Correct. So it's modern day but um, we're also seeing a lot of future, futuristic tech. Yep. So modern day but think like Rather than a modern day like American city like Chicago or something like that, I feel like it's more of a modern day Tokyo. That's actually a great example. Yes. Um, I mean, I more than that, even it seems like a modern day uh, San Fran. What's the <laughs> San? San- <Finocchio>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From uh, Big Hero Six, like it's yeah. it definitely has like America, a lot of American influence and themes in it because. looking at the map that we made, it's very similar to, like, Gotham or to a true noir city as far as the structure of it goes and the neighborhoods that it has. But then, if you took all that with, like, the modern or slightly futuristic Tokyo-esque like, neon districts and technology that is prevalent in a lot of our backstories, you kind of get this really cool mishmash between the two um and like this is all stuff that we've we have been talking about for the past few months on like what the city is going to be and everything but it's nice to give it like a little bit more of a definition especially for
0: our viewers because they haven't seen any of the planning behind the scenes yep and this is going to be a bit of a more serious campaign um, I have not asked anybody, nor am I going to ask anybody. Like, I want you to take this role play super serious. This is going to be just a crime novella. This is going to be super serious. We all know who we are as people. We're going to crack yeah. jokes. We're going to do obscene shit because, one, we're just entertainers. And it is, sim- but this is going to be a little more of a hard hitting, a lot more serious. Um, so, in exposition, um, I know we. I haven't resent the sheet out for this campaign, Um, but City of Mist can have a lot of trigger warnings. Um, So with that being said, and not trying to make people uncomfortable, um, overly dictating things, um, circumstances like the R word, um, it could be a circumstance that come across. I am not okay with really, especially because how bad I felt last campaign even with it happening off screen it changes the tone not going to be something that is going to be prevalent in this type of story um child endangerment is going to be more in the sense of a super villain has a school bus full of children that they're holding hostage it's never going to be um a scene of an individual with like a gun to their head. And if you don't do this perfectly right, you're going to watch a child be brutally murdered. Um, So like I said, it's more of a serious undertone, but we're not driving home like an M based rating where I'm trying to physically make everybody squirm and push their boundaries of things they're comfortable with Uh, just, but being forthright in the sense that it is going to be a little more nerve wracking. It is going to be a little more dark, but again, we're not driving home like this is going to be this dark, brutal. I want everybody to cry type thing. Just kind of setting the tone of what to expect coming into this campaign.
1: Um, moving forward, just to try and keep it keep it rolling and everything. Um, we've got. We're, you said that we've
0: we're creating a crew, but that's kind of going to be dependent on. Yeah, so that percession. one we can kind of do live, uh, mm-hmm. we can fill in the cracks as we go. We don't need technically the sheet filled in quite yet, Okay. Uh, because a big thing with the crew is going to be your relationships with each other. And a big part of the game is whether they help or whether they hurt. Example being, you have an ex-con and an active detective together are they gonna coincide because they're working for the same ultimate goal or are they gonna butt heads because they're on opposite sides of the coin
2: are lucas and i going to fist fight on stream is the real question and the (laughs) answer Uh, is the answer is i
1: don't know maybe i feel like that's the best answer
3: boogaloo (laughs) is the answer Um, am I going to frame you for a crime because you're an ex-com? Maybe. That's so... Ooh. <laughs> did, did I do something wrong and then I did, did blame um, it on you? Sure.
0: <laughs> I'm serious All right. undertones. Uh, you know, I'm I was a-
2: considering that maybe we could see past our individual past. Hey, uh, as long as it's oh, beneficial
0: it's, for me. Was- as long as you're willing to take the fall. You're the just, one who
2: said the bad thing first, so I'm a little more skeptical just, going just into remember, the uh, <laughs> Just remember,
3: I am relationship. a cop. I do work for the government. We know how that works. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately.
2: So
1: if we're going to be doing the crew creation kind of live in the first session, um, what about the day and the life? Do we want to go through that with our characters now? Or
0: is that something that you also kind of had planned for the first session? Um... I I think we can do a little bit of both. Um, So while we're kind of sitting here, just kind of working through what people to expect in the game, um, I'll kind of go over what Pandora will um, be. Uh, Pandora is a bustling city that never sleeps. It's going to be New York City, uh, mixed with dark undertones of mist interaction, causing chaos to ensue. Again, I'm not trying to drive home a super dark story But some wild and fucked up shit may happen because The Mist... Like, all of these stories are coming alive and interacting with each other and they're not always gonna coincide. Uh, once in a while you're gonna have, again, Thor and Scrappy-Doo fighting on the streets of downtown because... Something happened where they're butting heads and that might be something you guys have to solve But at the same time you might able be able to go hit an arcade as your downtown As your downtime montage moment uh, and get to know some of the people of the city without having that Supernatural and extraordinary aspect around it um, But I am more curious and again, this is something that's gonna be dived into deeper Um, as we explore these characters but what does your guys's day-to-day look like before you guys are involved in the crew and coming together what does what if random day to wednesday what do you guys do how does your day play out i mean i can go first just because i already have a pretty
1: decent idea of it because this, is, this character is something that I've been thinking about constantly since you and I finally figured him out, T, and like I felt like I was way behind on the the ball when we fun made fact, this it was Lucas <laughs>
3: Fun fact. well, it's I felt like I was fact, way behind so. on the
1: ball because like um, Alex and Bozer both made, like got their characters figured
0: out Almost two years ago at this point? Was
3: it two years um, ago? That was not two
0: years ago. I don't know. I think it was a year ago. It was, ago. It ago. was, it was ago. at Seamus's. Because well, was was that that, I think it was around Christmas, or was that the summer session where we got together? It might have been summer, summer. summer. Yeah, I think, because I think Eugene was, was still involved. It
3: was summer session because yes. we went, I remember going outside with you guys.
0: Yeah, because yeah, so that, that was... was all us just getting together off-screen to hang out. Yeah. yeah. And me and I... winning all. So the that was about a summer. year ago that those that characters was... were established. Cuz that was before uh PK left
1: 4Geeks yep. by Geeks to be Eugene Pokémon. I mean, summer Pokemon. S- Summer, and so summer I 2 think... years ago then? Yeah. That was yeah. almost 2 years ago.
0: It was it was summer <laughs> cuz it was late summer. It was
3: late summer 2 years ago cuz that was beginning
0: COVID no because we started kingdom come beginning of covid
3: no it, late summer though we started kingdom come I thought early I
0: don't think I think it was just last summer I think it was like last August uh, it doesn't matter it, regardless
1: it, we're, yeah. arguing over, yeah, arguing we're arguing over it yeah we're arguing over it. Irregardlessly, we're arguing over the past when something happened in the past two years, and I mean, come on, the past two years are just time is crazy and a clusterfuck as is. Time is a weird soup where, like, yesterday is the same thing as yesteryear in my mind at this point. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like I, it took me like a good what t like three months after. Yeah, give or take. And got the characters figured out to begin with for me to like come back
0: and be like hey i still don't understand this shit can you help me out <laughs> <And> then- <laughs> which is nothing jeff sits has ever done in our entire <laughs> friendship of fucking 15 years and,
3: and that that's what makes me feel better about myself a little bit is that i'm not the only one that was just like ah,
1: completely yeah what? loss on how this
3: works you mean there's just no rules basically like yeah, you can do whatever you want. That's not cool. I need a box to sit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can make. Like, but all right. You asked me to make a D&D character. I'll make that thing in five minutes. But you so ask, many rules. You asked me to make something that's just whatever. Um, yeah. Like, huh? Yeah, but like right. make
1: making a character in any other tabletop RPG. Pick from these options, then these options, and then some of these options. Like. Cool, alright. I can yeah, just we'll take this one and this one and uh, we'll sprinkle a little bit of this on top for garnish. Whereas this is just like, alright, you have to go to the store yourself and buy your options. Like, not <laughs> actually buy them,
0: but you need to go get your own options. Hey, these it's, are
3: these are example like power
0: tags. Yeah. Conceptually, what do you want to play and then explain? Oh, Make it
3: say whatever you want. I was like, uh uh. uh, uh
0: what? So
1: so what does Andre do on yeah, day a day 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 in the life of Andresh. Um, wake up on a... Done.
3: It,
1: it's wake up to an alarm. It's still dark outside. I roll out of bed and stand up from the bed that is rolled out on the floor. Roll it up into a nice bundle because it is
0: a cot that is laid out on the floor. See, that is not the mental image I had for Andre. This is not very simple. interesting already. But roll up. It's like it's. uh think
1: the the Japanese floor mats.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Like roll that up. Uh, tuck it behind the um the shelf. Um, and then start on the morning routine of exercise. Like it's a mixture of sh- of uh, going through the motions and stances of their martial arts uh mixed with almost like um honestly it looks kind of like tai chi because it's moving through the motions of their martial arts but at a slower pace and then working it up to a faster and faster pace until they until and this goes on for like it's an hour long warm up and andre lives in the neon towers right Andres lives in the Neon Towers district. Um, their personal quarters are probably about like. T. How high would you say
0: the Neon Towers? Go? Oh, the like, Neon like, Towers. We're talking probably 110 like how many floors. floors?
1: Okay. So yeah, I I'd say that Andres is probably on like the f- has their quarters on like. We'll make a fun little uh, reference on the forty-second floor. Okay. because um, why not uh, but so on the, the 42nd floor like just a tiny little apartment tucked away very unassuming um, and so first hour of the day is running through the routine of their martial arts it looks like tai chi at first and then it turns into full on almost shadow boxing as they speed up and like perfectly controlled the entire time and by the end of the hour just drenched in sweat Make their their breakfast, take the shower, uh, like take a shower, clean up for the day, and then make their way over to a computer setup in the corner and start going through the list of like opening several files. It's think like uh, Moose's computer PC setup, gotcha. where it's like that many different monitors, a full or mine. I got three
0: monitors. I got three monitors. (laughs) I'm curious.
2: Lucas, we're not down talking yours. Just
0: (laughs) Andre's an information broker. How lavishly does he live? Like, if you had to describe his apartment, are we talking like loft massive or are we talking like one two bedroom?
1: We're talking like large studio. Okay, cool. Perfect. Um like there is a it, it is large for a studio apartment and like it could very easily be a one or it could very easily be like a one or two bedroom apartment with a den if they put up walls and made each room very small like what we gotcha. see a lot of the time um but it's it is kind of lofty but it's more just because there's just no an open walls. concept okay an open concept with kitchen area see this is already
0: so different than what i had envisioned for andre andres was very much so penthouse massive bed overlooking fucking floor to ceiling windows
1: because that would draw attention to themselves
0: right right and andre
1: is very much like does not want to call any attention to himself so it is very it's minimalistic um Opening that's up the so different
0: than what i was expecting i love it
1: opening up the cupboards to make breakfast there's not like fresh produce or anything like that or there's some fresh produce but it's like Everything opens up the freezer pulls out a bag of frozen fruit DoorDash. opens up the <laughs> refrigerator opens up or pulls out a bag of of like spinach opens up the cupboard pulls out the supplement powders and protein powders and just throws it all into a shake okay like, that's their breakfast, that is their meal, and, uh, like, pulls out uh, a, a carton of eggs and cracks a single egg into the shake as well, and, like, just blends it up, cleans the area immediately, before like, blends it up, pours the drink, sets the drink off to the side, puts everything away, cleans off the counter so, like, there's nothing out on the counter again. That's a power move. Brings the glass over to the, their computer and gets to work on like organizing the information that has been gathered like okay this is really just locating where all of the cameras and um, Raven drones are for the day okay gotcha then like a couple hours into this there's a a chirping and so they they look at their watch smart watch it's tweeter yeah (laughs) looks at their smart watch nods gets up, changes, because they're still just in like the sweatpants that they changed into after their shower, um, changes into something similar to what we saw in the, um, uh, reference photo that I showed of just like, very cyberpunky outfit, um, neon boots or uh, like generally black or or dark purple or blues as far as all the different colors go, but then like highlights of the neon colorings and everything on all of the the outfits of clothes. I
0: can't, in my head, he was very pinstripe suit and he's so much more tech goblin than I was like my mental image really set up for myself. I'm loving this so much. And And then uh...
1: Makes their way out of the apartment, or like, goes out of the apartment. They've got a. We, as the audience, see a neon mask like tucked into their bag. Um, or like a, not neon, but like a mask with a an LED display on the front, tucked into their one of the bag. Cool
3: purge masks, huh? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and make their way without like trying to be as nondescript as possible, make their way out of the apartment, to the elevator, make their way up to, like, floor 92, 94, like something in the 90s, and then gets off the elevator, makes their way over to the staircases, and then makes their way up the outside of the building where people wouldn't see them as much to get up to the 100th floor, where the brokers base of operations is. Okay. And even the broker's base of operations is like a completely empty loft. Okay. Um, nothing is in there. It's com- It looks like it looks like uh, an apartment that you've just moved into. There's nothing in there at all. Uh, bare lights on the ceiling and everything like that. But they walk in make sure everything is like checks around checks the closets checks the doors uh checks the windows shuts off all the lights and then just stands at one of the windows and this is kind of like the penthouse that you might have been mm-hmm. thinking of yep because it is a big penthouse window that overlooks the entire city but it's completely bare i like and this as, as they're standing facing out the window they pull the mask out of their bag pull it down over their face and the LED, um, the LED, screen. HUD system, yeah, it, like pops to life and gives us the the visage of like just a couple of eyes that are animated, and that's about it. I like this. Um, black screen with just like deep purple. Um, think like the Spidey, the Spidey suit eyes. Okay. Um, where like the center is like a dark purple and then the outside is a a lighter like neon electric blue Um, someone comes in the door or like after they wait for like 10 minutes just looking out over the city and every once in a while you see a small drone like come up slowly look through the window go back and forth as if it's scanning and then continue on up out of sight Or come down and do the same thing and continue on down out of sight Um, every once in a while they pull out a small like cell phone sized gadget specifically when one of those drones comes by checks it puts it back in the holster on their hip and after waiting for about half an hour the door behind them opens and a figure walks in and we won't really. I. We don't need to roleplay this, but basically, they have a conversation about one of the gangs in the area, okay. in the city.
0: I like this. I um, like this
1: a lot. And this person who walks in is like pinstripe suit, um, like
3: yakuza like, style.
1: Yeah, Yakuza-style, exactly. Yakuza-style pinstripe suit. You can see the tattoos, um, the mar- the tattoos peeking up through, like, past the, the collar of the shirt, past the cuffs of the sleeve. Um, you can see the slight bulge of a weapon tucked into a, a chest holster um, and a blade tucked into the, the back of their Ooh. belt. Um, like... Tonto-sized blade tucked yep. in the back of their belt and everything and they come in and start asking questions about I mean hell we'll even say that it's uh They want to know something about Papa Bo and the, oh. the foundlings because one of the like they want to start using the foundry in that area to start making their own um, whatever. Uh, Drones or or like mechs or whatever like, their own little robotics. And that foundry is a perfect area to do it, so they're trying to gain some information on Papa Bow. Information so that I have... Information that I have some of, but I have to let them know, I'll get back to you. It will cost you, though, for me to go find this information, because this is not... Typical information. Papa Bo is not a big player, so I don't. There's no reason why I would
0: have information on him as of yet. Sorry, making notes for myself. No worries. And again, I need to figure out the the voice for this character.
1: What's that?
3: It's a a day in the life of uh, just turning into a really good, like, base for a session zero.
1: Yeah. Um. But, like, figures, uh, lets them know what's gonna cost them, and they say, like, well, um, Don, uh, T, come up with a, a name
0: for, a, like, a gang boss. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Sorry, I accidentally moved screens. If I can um, type. If we can make it sound kind of Yakuza y, even better. Alright, so this boss is going to be. Kaiseki Ashthorn. Ka. K-A-I-K-I-S-E-K-I. K-I-S-Kiseki. Sure, Kiseki Ashthorn. Ashthorn is spelled how it sounds. Cool. Sorry, I just. I took three years of
1: japanese in high school uh, high school so k-i-s-e-k-i yes pronounced kiseki cool Uh, kiseki ashthorn um don of do you have like a yakuza style gang name already not
0: yet but now they are being established cool
3: this is going to be a lot of the sessions All right, so this is who I'm looking for. All
0: right, deal, okay. And that's very important to understand that, like, I am... You guys understand this, but this is for the audience. Like, I am establishing this story as they live react to what is happening they are literally creating this is again this is changing the game in a rule sense they are bringing to life aspects of the game that i will incorporate in future cases in dangers and circumstances that they are going to come across
3: he is the keeper of the words
0: exactly and this web is getting fucking outlandish already i love it it's beautiful but yeah gang name um
3: he's the keeper of the words did you not just hear we he said you wrecked the story what is the gang name Jordan
0: all right this is going to be the sp- uh, I don't like that one we're gonna try that again uh we're gonna call them the faceless ones cool.
1: Well then, retroactively, um, retconning, I'm just going to say that this guy walked in and like, he's got the Yakuza tattoos showing up underneath his collar and past the cuff and everything, the indicative bulge of the of a submachine gun tucked away in his, like, on a chest holster, uh, Tonto tucked into the back of his belt, but then his face, like, T, should we make it a physical thing where, like, they actually just disfigure their faces, or...
0: Uh, I think it's going to be metaphorical. I think it's going to be masks. So this
1: dude's got, like, an executioner's hood on. Yeah, I love it. I um, think, like... Oh, think, like, the, the Moon Knight mask when he's wearing the suit.
0: Ooh, that's good.
1: That's when he's good. he's like, the, the actual, like, tuxedo suit or whatever. Um, and it's just, like, it stops just below the neck. So you can still see the Yakuza tattoos on the neck and everything. But anything from the the chin up is like just covered
0: by this mesh mask all right i think that is a great intro for andre oh, and then, yeah,
1: like the the rest of the day would just be spent making their way over to the uh the old city district and sending out a couple of drones in that area just so okay can try and spy and then Fucking making his way nice. back to the back to on his own apartment to watch the footage.
0: And that's it. Dope. That's the day. Okay. Alright, Alex.
2: That's about What's
0: Colin's day to day look like?
2: Ten minutes longer than what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> Colin
3: Don't you worry, it's still not gonna be the worst.
2: Uh gets up from a like twin bed, uh, makes breakfast out of whatever detritus he still has in his fridge. He's trying to learn how to cook a little bit, but he spent the last 15 years not doing so, so he's not very (laughs) good. What district
0: would Colin live in?
2: I have no idea what the districts are.
0: Uh, You could (laughs) name whatever type of, whatever
1: kind of city district you think would fit. The most
2: affordable is how I would describe. He works at a Blockbuster, so I think that he's not got access to any real okay. money. I think he's very um, probably not probably not in a well-to-do neighborhood I would imagine. Um,
0: We're going to say he lives in the projects it's old town. Yeah.
2: Uh, wakes up will try to go in I don't think he's big on necessarily education but he is kind of out of the loop regarding a lot of stuff. Okay. So, does try to talk to people. I think he's probably part of a support group for, like, X-Cons. Spends some time maybe with them and then works nights.
0: Um, works the, nights? That's or, like, a afternoon. To to, like, nope, I know block- I'm just, I'm just well, kidding. Well, no, I'm just no kidding. Blockbuster <laughs> is open
2: after 10 p.m. So, like, True. insofar <laughs> as he works in the afternoon into evening. Um, okay and uh does occasionally has, has yet to has yet to actually receive work from the police department but he's put out his um talents as a rift his car calling hire. card yeah okay. um uh, doesn't get much he's been contacted more by people who are looking for a rift for hire for malicious purposes but colin isn't okay really. colin is not I'm not responded to or responded negatively to people that have asked gotcha. for his hand in other sorts of like nefarious activities so
0: and would colin live in an apartment or like a home
2: oh an apartment he can't afford a home okay right? this economy are you <laughs> insane he's like okay. he's living on, he's basically sleeping on like a twin mattress on the floor of his apartment right now okay that's, gotcha that's kind of
0: what he's got going for him so. cool i like this yeah are right, That all oh, you providing for this one? That's all I've got. Nope, yeah. n- that's perfectly fine. Not trying to strong arm me into anything more. All right, Detective Spencer Cooper.
3: All right, so um, I I haven't really thought about where he he had like a little like modest home or uh. Okay. Or, I don't think you can have a. He's in he's in an inner city, you
0: know. Uh, is he married? No. No. Okay.
3: Single as a prank. Any kids? No kids.
0: The work life, um, all
1: right, cool, kind of ruins that.
3: Um, but he'd probably wake up, you know, before the sun comes up, you know, it's it's early. He probably, he's gonna. I
1: actually have a question. I want to, I'm sorry to interrupt and interpose, but go, Lucas. Does, if you are willing to share, is him not having a wife or kids a point of contention, Mm -hmm. or is it just kind of like, ah, I've never had time for it? I mean, he's open to it. It's just
3: with uh, he's
1: obsessed with work. Yeah, so it's more just like there's no, there's no story to no wife or kids. It's just the fact that uh, hasn't happened
3: yet. Yeah, hasn't happened. Okay, much like myself, it just hasn't happened. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. Um, but so he he'll go to the department. Um. Kind of early ish in the morning like what when like patrol guys get in and they're starting to do their shift changes and he's gonna hit the like department the gym
0: and and is he a day shift detective or a night shift detective
3: uh he, he is a case by case detective so he he'll,
0: okay he's kind of more senior
3: on there so he's he's got the ability to kind of Follow a case as needed, so if it's something. So
0: senior detective works his own hours.
3: Yep. Yeah, so if they he can get a call and be like, "Hey, you need to come here and check this out," and he's like, "Okay." Okay. Hence the reason no wife or kids, because. Gotcha. Who knows when these are? These are I'm getting called. Um, cool. And so he'll he'll go. Typically he like tries to stay on the like the day cycle, but if he's up, you know, working nights because he's investigating a criminal that's more night-based. Obviously, he's going to be working more nights. So he's a bit flexible in that way. Lots
0: of And him. I think a big question that needs to be asked, because no, most detectives do, uh, who is their nemesis? Do they have an unsolved case? Do they have somebody that haunts them at night? Do they have a killer that fucking joker to Batman that mocks them religiously that they just can't get?
3: That will... Uh... That'll be kind of as I get further into the thing we just okay, discovered. Sure, that'll be more developed here in a sure. little bit.
0: Sure, no problem.
3: Um, but so he'll he'll try to go to the, get to the gym, kind of run a treadmill a bit, maybe you know to hit a heavy bag for a while, or if one of the the rookies or one of the guys want to roll on the mat, he's particularly like into grappling and stuff like that he doesn't necessarily want because okay. he wants to pass that knowledge on because hey um physical violence should never be used against others you got to use the right amount of force and so things like jiu-jitsu are great for not hurting somebody but also getting them to comply okay and so he'll he'll try to like work on those skills you know moderate stuff and then he'll get up to his office probably have a cup of coffee and read through whatever has been left for him or continue to try and piece together whatever case he's working on at the moment and then just live a modest uh, little day doing all that maybe go check out some scenes or canvas a neighborhood talk to some people see what's going on kind of compile these things together and at the end of the day, if he's not going to go out on the town at night to uh, kind of, you know, see what's going on, he's going to head home, have a nice little modest dinner, and try to go to bed.
0: Okay. Well, I think that is going to be a good um, stopping point for this little introduction we've got going on here. Um yeah, a we, little shorter than
1: what most of our sessions are probably going to be but it's also just the introduction to the world and everything oh before we actually finish up do we want to go through a little bit of the city that because we all like when you say we all you know the city m- um yeah. it's mostly you and T. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean we've got the the map kind of established at this point right d like you've got
0: a pretty or have you kind of scrapped the map that you had and started fresh I lost it, Um, so we're starting fresh, and I'm gonna slowly build it um, as we work in fiction. Um, what is established because i found myself pigeonholing myself a little bit with that um because we are like ah these are all these ideas uh but i think what i'm actually gonna do is i'm gonna think i'm gonna have a general map that i'm gonna update upload to instagram after every session and when we bring in prominent locations we're gonna start dropping them we're gonna watch this map evolve as the story evolves cool you gotta gotta
3: know and or go to the place to unlock that thing. You got to find the beacon and light it to know where that area is. Nice. Exactly. Like All right. Well. Well, on I, that um, note.
1: Yeah, I'm even more excited to start this up and learn more about the characters that we have here. Yeah,
3: maybe I'll finish a character today. <laughs> 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 but on well, that. Let's note... not kid ourselves. <laughs> I'm not going to get ahead of myself Uh, Probably won't happen,
0: but it's okay Thank you for joining us on this week's episode I don't even know if this is going to be an episode I don't know if this is going to air on a random day For people to enjoy or what But thanks for stopping by 4 Geeks, Geeks, Where geeks come to geek out Uh, We appreciate you all greatly We are able to do this because we have so many Incredible supporters like you guys Um, You guys genuinely mean the world to us Um Follow us on Instagram. That's where we're most active. We have a TikTok that I don't keep up with. Um, But Discord and Instagram if you would like to get involved in some way, shape, or form, because I would love to hear your input and your ideas. But until next time, I am T. I am Jeff Sitz. I'm Alex. And I'm Lucas. And you guys just keep geeking out. out. Bye. Bye. Take care. Oh,